locally, with family and friends, House of Destiny International Ministries presents Senior Pastor Dr. Larry Manley with today's message of a spiritually vibrant connection with God. We hope that you enjoy the viewing. of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. The title of our message today is The Value of Our Essence. Once again, the title of our message today is The Value of our essence. Let's make it personal. The value of my essence. Somebody say my essence. My. See God has made us valuable. More valuable than we ourselves can make an assessment of right now. But as we travel through the word of God this morning. We will see. A glimpse of just how valuable we are. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7 that, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. There is a treasure inside of us. A treasure is something that's a value. A treasure is something that's not easily discovered. A treasure is something that's hidden away and must be sought after and seeked upon in order to find it. And God says that we have this treasure, this thing that's hidden inside of us. He says we have this treasure in this earthen vessel. So there's something inside of us that God wants us to know about. He says that we have this treasure, this value, in earthen vessels, and we've got to understand that the excellence, that means the splendor and the majesty, it says the excellence of that power may be of God and is not of us. So Deuteronomy 8.18 tells us that he's given us the power to attain wealth. But the reason that he gave it to us in that same scripture is that his covenant may be established. So he places this treasure inside of us and then he gives us the power to develop it, to mine it out, to find it. So God tells us here that the excellence, 
of this power is of God and not of us. Meaning that the excellence, meaning the splendor and the majesty. But it also means in Hebrew, the ornamental tree. How many of y'all know that we are trees of righteousness according to Isaiah 61 verse 3? Now, let's get into what this treasure is all about. This hidden value is all about. Go to Luke 17, 21 because before you can go any further, I've got to teach you and show you some background on what God is trying to say to you. Luke 17, 21. When you get there, say amen. Jesus said, Lord, ain't here, it ain't there, but the kingdom of God in heaven is where? It's within you. So the first thing we got to understand is, where is this treasure? In earthen vessels. The treasure that he was talking about is the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God that's inside of you is God's foundational power that he has implanted in you. So there's this thing inside of us that God wants us to understand and know. And it ain't a church thing, but it's a kingdom thing. Somebody say it's a kingdom thing. We done had enough of church. We need to know about what Jesus was really talking about in his word. That's what we do to do. We all know how to have church, but we don't know nothing about the kingdom, and we don't know nothing about what we've got inside of us because we're not being taught. And where there is no vision, the people do what? Perish. God's word comes on and it says here, go over here to Matthew 6.21. Matthew 6.21. Are we there? This is what God's word says. It says, for where your treasure is, uh uh-oh, there will your heart be also. I went down to see Pastor Riker the other day, a couple of days ago, and he came in and I said, Pastor Riker, they're kind of crazy with these cars because he runs a, a, a mechanic shop called Holy Spirit. I said, they're kind of crazy with these cars, ain't they, man? He said, yeah. he said, that's a strong God. These automobiles, strong God. These phones, strong God. These computers, strong God. Strong God, I said. Got us all jacked up. Oh, I'm going to preach to you. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart going to be. Dollar bill, strong God, but it's got on it. The greatest Bible in the world is a dollar bill. Because only this guy, in God we trust. Don't nobody never read it. Only thing they see is the numbers on it. And it's trying to tell you every time you do it, it's trying to tell you, trust in God. Don't trust in that dollar. It's telling you don't trust in me, but trust in God. But what do we do? We trust in it. We trust in it. Greatest Bible in the world is a dollar bill because it goes through everybody's hand. It's the greatest evangelistic tool that's ever been placed on the face of this earth. Let's go to 1235. Talking about this treasure. Matthew 1235. We're going to walk. Are we there? Amen. Look at this. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringing forth 
good things, right? And an evil man out of the evil treasures bringeth forth evil things. Just that simple. Wherever your heart is, wherever your treasure is going to be where your heart is. If your heart is evil, your treasures that come out of you are going to be evil, right? Otherwise, if it's good, good thing going to come out of you, right? But the Bible says that bitter water and sweet water can't come out of the same cistern. Going down a little ways, all right? 1344. Over there? Watch the word. And again, watch this. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto what? Where is it hid? In a field. Hmm. What? The which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he had and buyeth the field. Well, the field is the field of life. Mm-hmm. See, we have this life, this treasure, where? In earthen vessels. What's a field made out of the ground, right? Hmm? Ain't that where you plant the seed at in the ground? Oh, okay. That's the treasure you put down in that ground, right? Because you're expecting something out of it, right? That's going to help you. That's going to assist you. Mm-hmm. That's what God did with us. He placed the seed inside of us, a treasure, and he expected something out of it. But remember the man with the, five, with the talents? The man with five doubled it. The man with two talents doubled it. But the man with one talent, what did he do? He buried it. Never did anything with it. It never added no increase. And I told you, God is a gangster. He don't like to loan you something without interest. God don't like to loan you something without interest. He expect interest back. Y'all remember the story? What did he do? He took it from him, gave him to the one that had, because the one that had is the one that's doing something. That's why they got. The one that don't have is the one that ain't doing nothing. Ain't following the instruction. When you don't follow the instruction, then you lose out. So what Jesus do? Jesus take from you, get to somebody else. Did he take what you thought you had? See, when you find this treasure, which is the kingdom, and the kingdom is the foundational power of God that he's placed inside of you. Notice what happens when you find this thing. Notice what happens. You will forsake everything else just to have it. You will buy the whole field just to find and have that one thing. Will you not? Now, you got to understand what God is saying here. A field got a whole lot of dirt in it, don't it? Come on, follow me, church. But there's this treasure that you find in it. But it's more dirt than the treasure, right? See, when you go to find gold, you got to go through tons and tons and tens of tons of dirt and rock that's got to be shifted just to find ounce of gold. So there's a whole lot of dirt in us that we got to get shifted away. 
in order to find this treasure. Now, I'm on key up in here. I'm on key with you now. I'm on key with you. There's a lot of dirt in us. There's a lot of dirt in the field of life. But this seed, this treasure, is down off in there. Now, once we find it, what he said we do? We forsake all this other stuff that's in this life. We forsake it. And we start mining, trying to find that treasure. Because that treasure means more to us than anything else. You understand what I'm saying? I say that treasure means more to us than anything else. It is that treasure that gives us the excellence of the power. Once again in verse 47 of that same chapter, verse 13. Here Jesus comes again. Again. What does he say? The kingdom of heaven. Now, have you noticed yet that Jesus ain't said nothing about church? Have anybody noticed that? Ain't nobody. Who all noticed that? Who all don't have a problem with that? See, see, some of y'all been in church so long till see, you forgot that you the church. You don't go to church. You the church. You understand what I'm saying? The church is your inner sanctuary of your soul. And the church, it was only designed, the only reason that the church was ever designed was as an avenue for you to enter in into the kingdom of God. It's the avenue. Because Jesus says in John 3, verse 5, unless a man is born of water and spirit, first the natural, then the spirit, that he can't enter into. Being born again brings you into the church realm within yourself. But it doesn't get you into the kingdom. It only puts you on the road to the kingdom. You can get off that road anytime you want to. If you don't think that you will go to hell, if you think, if you think for one moment that you can start over here and don't finish this race, you better think again. Because you can't play on God like that. And I done told y'all before, you can't get saved over here and then by middle ways you decide to go that way and you die over there, you in trouble. The Bible says, whosoever endure to the end shall be saved. Now, that's the word. You see, see, I'm not going to sit up in there and tell a bunch of lies to folk just to make them feel good, where they can think they can just get away with murder. No, we're all under subjection. All of us. Jesus comes back, and he talks about this thing. He said, the kingdom of heaven, still talking about that kingdom, is like unto a net. Watch this that was cast into the sea and gathered every kind. Mm. Now, this is, this is something here. Because he told Peter, Peter, I need for you to cast your net on the right side, Peter and his boy. And when he did it, he said, yeah, we did it all. Been doing this all night, but because you're the Lord, we're going to do this. Filled it up. Filled up till it broke. When he say cast your net, God is telling us to cast our mind. We need to catch something in the spirit realm. 
That net represents our mind. We've got to focus in on what God is trying to tell us. Now, God says here that, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net. He said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, did he not? 423, Ephesians 423, that was cast into the sea. The sea here is the spirit realm. And it gathered every kind. See, when you start meditating on God and reaching for the kingdom knowledge of God, you're going to pull in a whole lot of stuff. Y'all hear me real good, especially y'all ministers. Hear me. When you start thinking in the spirit realm, it's all kind of spirits out there in the spirit realm. And you're going to have to have some discernment because some of them things are tricky. And it'll sound like God, but it ain't God. But watch what the words say. It say, now, you can gather all of it in. This is what the kingdom of heaven is like. It's going to gather it all in. In other words, the power of God that's in you, it's got the power to pull it all in. But look what else it's got the power to do. Follow me, church. It says, and was cast into the sea, the spirit realm, and it gathered every kind. Everything came in. But look at verse 48. Which, when it was full, they drew to shore. And they sat down, they began to dwell in what they had caught. And they gathered the what? Into vessels, but cast away the what? You got to know what it is you pulling into yourself and what it is you trying to teach people. Do you understand what I'm saying up in here, church? That's why the church is in such a condition of sickness and, 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 and poverty and stuff because we don't understand what the kingdom is. See, kingdom knowledge gets us to the point where we can call those things out that are as though they were. There is no scripture yet where Jesus talked about the church, is it? I don't even think it's just one time where Jesus even said anything about the church when he said, Peter, upon this rock, I'll build my church. I think that's the only time that Jesus said anything about the church in the Gospels. But he said a whole lot about the kingdom. Over a hundred and some times he spoke about the kingdom. Jesus Christ, wait a minute now. Did we done miss something, haven't we? Huh? We've been missing some stuff. Because everybody hollering about having church. Wait a minute. What about entering into the kingdom? What about that? So, so I'm just going to show you what Jesus, everything I'm showing you is red letter just about. 90% of what I'm showing you today is the red letter. And when you're in doubt, go to the red letter. Just straighten it out. When you're in doubt on anything in this Bible, just go to the red letter. And whatever the red letter say, that's what you need to go with. It says, then said he unto them, therefore, every scribe or learned individual which is instructed, not in the church, but instructed in what? Look at your words. Is it not there? Huh? See, 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 we got, oh man, this is beautiful. Because you see, God would place such a powerful mechanism in us such a powerful treasure called his kingdom. And in that side of this kingdom, the Ephesians 1.3 says that God has given us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ through that kingdom. So in order for us to get it, we've got to know what's in us. That's right. And that's what Jesus 
was teaching to his disciples. He said, I'm going to teach to them in parables, but unto you I'm going to unlock the mystery to you. That's over there, I think, in Matthew, I mean, Mark 4, between 4.11, I think it is. Somebody go to Mark 4.11. Hold your places there, because I'm going back. Yeah. Watch this. Mark 4.11 says, And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, that's outside the church, all these things are done in parables. Now, I got one more place. Acts 1 verse 3. This is after Jesus has died. When you get there, please say amen. This is after Jesus had died. The Bible said, with infallible proofs, after his passion, his passion means his death. Are we there? Acts 1, 3. Jesus was with his disciples for 40 days after he died. 40 days. And the scripture there emphatically states that he taught his disciples things pertaining to the what? Oh God. Ain't said nothing about no church. Ain't said nothing about no denomination. Ain't said nothing about no church charter on the wall, did he? I'm just telling the truth. I'm showing you the word. I'm showing you how man got everything screwed up. And we're calling it God. But if it ain't the kingdom, then I question whether it's God or not. Because the Bible says in the 24th chapter of Matthew, when this gospel, what gospel? The gospel of the kingdom. Not the church gospel. Kingdom. You start talking kingdom, they be, are you talking about Jehovah Witness? <laughs> Where your Bible? You understand what I'm saying? You start talking kingdom, they, he must be Jehovah Witness. Well, I guess Jesus was too then. Because that's what he teaches. I show it to you in the book. Now, how many of y'all believe the book? Amen. Anybody got a problem with the book? See, I don't have no problem with the book. If the book said it, hey, I'm corrected. I stand to be corrected. Because I'd rather be wrong and corrected than to be wrong and never corrected. Or never have sense enough to accept the correction. Now that, that, now that makes for another poor dog there. Now that's, that's an ugly dog there. Now that's, that, yeah, that's, that's a... Mm. I'm going to leave that alone. And get on back up here. I almost done made it through without a mess up. Because you lie, I make something hot up in here. I'm about, I almost made it. So, <laughs> but Jesus, he says here that he was speaking on things that were pertaining to the kingdom of God. Now, this is an amazing thing 
because when you start thinking about the kingdom, in my closing, when you start thinking about the kingdom of God, the foundational power of God that he's placed in us, and you start thinking that with it comes this thing called treasure. And without the power of God, because the excellence of the power is of God and not of us, without the power of God, see, you can't even get the treasure out. You can't even unlock the mystery. See, Jesus tells us in the book of Matthew about how he's given us the keys to the mysteries. What do keys do? But check this out. You got to use the right key for it to unlock. Huh? You know, it's a pitiful thing to have a vault full of treasure. And get in. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, guys. Ain't got to break spirit to my soul. Hey, I'm telling you. Think about that. You got money in the bank. But the bank on lockdown. But it's 9 o'clock and the bank's supposed to be open. But the bank ain't open. Your money in there, you know it's in there. You hope. But it's in there. But you can't get in there to get to it. You understand what I'm saying? What good is the key if you ain't got sense enough to use the key? So what Jesus was trying to teach us people is how to use the key to find the treasure that's inside of you. Now, you can't use the key without knowing God's power because that is the key. Okay? So we need to get back to really understanding the God in us. We need to come up under the true authority, not where we, see, we already know about sin. We know we sinners. You don't need nobody to tell you you're a sinner, do you? Don't you know that by now? power in me of that resurrection. You understand what I'm saying? See, I got to latch on to what raised him. It ain't doing me no good to tell you about a man. Well, no, my Jesus, look, I'm saved. Jesus ain't on the cross for me no more. He's at the right hand of the Father. I don't, I don't need to preach. If y'all saved, like you say, y'all, I don't need to preach the cross to you no more. I need to preach where Jesus is now at the right hand of the Father. I need to show you. You understand what I'm saying? I don't need to take you back to a place where Jesus ain't no more for you. See, Jesus ain't there for you no more. You can go back there and empty cross. Now it's time for you to get yours and crawl up on it. You want him to stay on it. But now he said, now it's time for you to take your Because I ain't there no more. So ain't no need in me preaching to you unless you unsaved about an empty cross.